Good old Leroy was dying in the hospital and all the families gathered around and so who do we call to stand beside Leroy? The preacher. So the preacher's standing there. At this point, Leroy is unable to talk. And all of a sudden, Leroy starts moving his hands like he wants to write a note. And so they hand him a piece of paper and a pen, and he writes out a note, and he hands it to the preacher. And the preacher sticks, sticks it in his coat pocket. He didn't think it was appropriate to read what Leroy had to say. At that time, Leroy passed. He died. The preacher was getting ready to pray, and so he went ahead and prayed, and everybody left. Three or four days later, the preacher's standing there in the memorial service saying some things about Leroy. And it dawned on him he's wearing the same coat that he was wearing when he was standing there by the hospital bed beside Leroy. He said, hey, I've got that note in my pocket. I think this would be a great time for me to read that note and it may be inspiration to the family and to those in attendance today. So he reached in his pocket and he pulled out that note and he read it to the folks in that memorial. And the note said, Preacher, would you take two steps to the left? You're standing on my oxygen hose. You know, sometimes we do things that are, that are wrong and we may not even know about it. We may not know that we, what we did or what we said was wrong. And then there's other times that we'll do things that are wrong and we know that they're wrong and we go ahead and do it. That reminds me of the story of, you've been to flea markets You've uh, taken some of your stuff to the market and you want to sell it. You've got some, we call it junk. You want to sell your junk at the market and you'll find somebody else has something you want to take home with you. So a farmer took his covey of quail to the market and he wants to sell his covey of quail. And so he stakes out the covey of quail and he ties a string to one of the legs of the, of the quail. And he's got the stake staked out, and, and what is the covey of quail doing? Going around the circle. Just continue going around the circle. Pretty soon there's a merchant shows up, and he said, hey, I want to buy all your birds. He said, really? He said, no, I want to buy all of them. And so they agreed on the price, and the merchant handed him the money, and he said, and the merchant said, now I want you to let them go. Cut string from that leg from their leg so they'll be free let them go he said what cut cut the string let them go so he cut the string what the covey continue doing around the circle 
So what did the merchant do? He shooed them away because he wanted them to quit making the... Because they're free. They're free from the stake. And so what do the covey of quail do? They go over there somewhere else and make a circle. Continue going around in a circle. How often you and I... Sprout mentioned it in the comments a while ago. How many of you and I have been baptized by the, into the blood of Christ? I've been redeemed by the blood of the Lamb. I'm free in Christ. Amen? I'm free in Christ, and what I do, I end up doing wrong. I keep going back to, and I'm going around in a circle all the time, and I've got that stake, and I'm still holding on to that stake, and, and I've never got away from the circle. But I'm free in Christ. I'm free in Christ. Today we're going to look at some steps that we'll take to freedom. And some of these that you and I have a struggle with, it's kind of like if I put your name on the screen and we're going to talk about all your struggles. How many is going to volunteer? It's all right, Daylene will put all his struggles up there. I don't want to do it because Daylene's what? Free. He's not holding on. He's not on this stake anymore. He's not tied. He's free. So I don't need to bring it up, do I? So why do we keep going in a circle? Like we've never been freed. How hard it is to break old habits. That's a tough one, isn't it? Paul, the Apostle Paul, is blazing his guns because he's discouraged He's discouraged because of the Galatian brethren, and he writes in Galatians chapter 5, verse 1. It is for freedom that you have been set free. Christ has set us what? Free. I don't, I'm not tied to the stake. I've been free. I'm not tied. I don't have to look at it any longer. Stand firm then. And do not let yourselves be burdened again by the yoke of of slavery. And mentally we're going around in a circle, aren't we? Because I forget that I've been freed by the blood of the Lamb, by Christ. He died on a cross for me. And he looks down and he says, get out of the circle. In Romans chapter 6 and verse 13, it says, do not offer any part of yourselves to sin. And how many times we offer our bodies as an instrument to sin. I was visiting with a lady that started her new job as a registered nurse. And in the orientation of being a registered nurse at this hospital where she's working, and one day they started talking about how she needs to, how they need to observe trafficking. What does that mean? Of how somebody is stolen and are selling these kids, these children, these families, these beautiful lives and they're trafficking them and making money, and they're selling their bodies as an instrument to what? Sin. And Paul says, do not let yourselves continue to be an instrument to sin, but rather offer yourselves to God. Man, that's good news, isn't it? That is good news. And those who have been bought from death to life and offer the parts of your body, to him as instruments of righteousness. 
We're traveling in Colorado. The mountains are tall, 11,000 elevation. And so we come across, and there's two signs that we see as we're traveling. And the first sign says, hospital down below. Now, what does that mean? It's kind of like Blondie and I driving up there. And she told me, she said, because I want to look. I want to look at all that scenery. And I'm looking down, and she said what? You drive, and she'll look. Well, I didn't like that. But remember, hospital down below. And then we come to the other sign, and it said, curve ahead, 25 mile an hour. And we saw that Jake leg curve sign. What does that mean? Slow down. Slow down because you don't want to end up, a hospital will take care of us, but I don't want to end up down there because I may not make it to the hospital. So I've got a choice in my life to use the instrument to God for His righteousness. And therefore, my righteousness, because I've been freed, I'm no longer tied. I've been freed by the blood of the Lamb. Ephesians 4 and 24 says, Therefore, each of you must put off falsehood, Here's where it's tough. Therefore, put off all falsehood and speak truthfully to your neighbor, for we are all members of one body. The first step that we're looking at right there in that verse is that of lying. How do we, how do we free ourselves from lying? Stop lying. Tell the truth. All it, that's it. Tell the truth. But it's a process sometimes. It's kind of like that curve and that's and that sign, it's a process, isn't it? And in that process, we're going to be a different person because we chose to make a difference. And I'm going to start telling the truth. Ephesians 4, verse 26 and verse 27. In your anger, do you hear that? In your anger, do not what? Do not sin. Do not let the sun go down on you. That's why some of you haven't slept in two weeks. While you're still angry, and do not give the devil a foothold. Hatred corrodes the container that it lives in. Don't forget that one. Hatred corrodes the container it lives in. How many times we've been around folks and we can tell they're full of anger. It doesn't take long for that corrosion to show up. What's going to happen to our batteries and our vehicles, muscles, if we don't take care of those battery posts and they get corroded? What's going to happen, muscles? Can I crank the car? Can I crank the truck? Well, how come I can't crank it? Well, what happened to my life? If I've got all that corrosion inside of me, what's going to happen? Do not let the sun go down. The first one in that step is tell the truth. We're lying. And the next one is that of anger. Remember the fruits of the Spirit? Self-control. And who's going to give that to us? Ephesians 4 and verse 28 says, Anyone who has been stealing must steal no longer, but must work. Man. Doing something useful with his own hands that he may have something to share with those in need. I went to Czechoslovakia to do some mission work. Some girls invited me to their home, and I'm sitting in this home, two-story home, beautiful home. And the, the daddy, the husband of the family, said, Hey, uh, Ron, do you like my ceiling fans? 
Do you like the paint on the wall? Do you like the carpet? Do you like the flooring? How about that chair, that recliner that you're sitting in? How do you like that couch? Inside of there are two by fours, two by sixes, two by eights, and all the wiring for the electrical part and all the plumbing that's taking care of it. He said, this house didn't cost me anything because the place I work, every day that I'd come home from work and I'd bring something home with me, a two-by-four, a two-by-ten, a two-by-twelve, I'd bring home brick, I'd bring home sheetrock, I'd bring home flooring, and I'd build my house at the expense of who? You see the stealing that's going on? $16 million a day is stolen from merchants. My buddy's working at Walmart, and he said, Ron, I hate my job. He's an undercover cop. He's dressed street clothes. He said, I hate my job because I watch all these people. You know who's doing the stealing at Walmart, at other stores? The people who work there. And they threatened him, said, if you breathe a word, if you say a word, you will not know what happened to you. All the stealing that's taken place. I remember when Sam's opened up in Tulsa Hills. October, it opened up. October, the end of November, $35,000 had already been stolen out of that store. And they figure, it's happening. Quick Trip says, if anybody steals out of Quick Trip, they tell the people that are working there, let them go. Don't say anything to them, just let them go. They can't take the chance of all the money that's being stolen. Fella wrote a letter to the Internal Revenue Service. And he said, I can't sleep at night. Enclosed is $150. There's more. I owe you more than that, but I can't sleep at night, and that's the reason I'm sending you a check for $150. He said, if it continues where I can't sleep, then I'll send you some more money. In Ephesians 4, verse 29, do not let any unwholesome, rotten talk come out of your mouths, but only what is helpful for building others up according to their needs. Man, I love that one. That it may benefit those who listen. The next step, foul or abusive language. Let us be encouragers. Anybody can be a critic. But let us be encouragers rather than tear down. But let us be folks that build up, okay? That's the steps to freedom because I'm no longer tied to the stake, but I've got freedom in Christ. Ephesians 4, verse 30. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit of God with whom you were sealed for the day of redemption. Do not grieve the Holy Spirit. Number Ephesians 4, verse 31. Get rid of all bitterness, rage, and anger, brawling and slander, along with every form of malice. Be kind and compassionate to one another. Forgiving, you hear that? Forgiving each other. Just as Christ has forgiven Babbitt and forgiven you. You see, I've been obedient. but Sometimes I want to go back to the, to the stake and I'm still tied to the stake. But without the shedding of blood, there is no Remission of sins because of the blood of the Lamb, because of Christ's death on the cross. Let me read something to you. 
says, the light turned yellow just in front of him, and he did the right thing, and he stopped at the crosswalk. You've seen that, you've done that. Even though he couldn't, could have beaten the red light by accelerating through the intersection. A tailgating woman behind him was furious, honked her horn, screaming in frustration as she missed her chance to get through the intersection. As she was still in mid-rant, she heard a tap on her window and looked up into the face of a very serious police officer. The officer ordered her to exit her car with her hands up. He took her to the police station where she was searched, fingerprinted, photographed, and placed in a holding cell. After a couple of hours, a policeman approached the cell, opened the door. She was escorted back to the booking desk where the arresting officer waited with her personal effects. He said, I'm very sorry for the mistake. You see, I pulled up behind your car while you were blowing your horn, giving the guy in front of you the finger and cursing at him, and I noticed the What Would Jesus Do bumper sticker, the Choose Life license plate holder, the Follow Me to Sunday School bumper sticker, and the chrome-plated Christian fish emblem on the trunk, so naturally I assumed you had stolen the car. You see, the steps of forgiveness, the steps of freedom, that gal had been free probably, I don't know, everything on the back of her car indicated she was free in Christ, and what's she doing? Where's number two on that list? And she's lying because of everything on a bumper sticker. And the foul language telling him, he's number one, hey, you're the best. And so what could and what would the popo? But here's the bottom line. What, what message are you and I giving? Are we still holding on? Are we still tied are we walking in the light? The key word in 1 John chapter 1, chapter 2 of 1 John, the key word that I want us to remember, what is our practice? If you're into sports, if they don't practice, they get hurt. They get hurt anyway. But if they're not in the weight room, if they're not building up their body, if they're not taking care of their body, they may have some injuries that are going to come up later, sooner or later in their life. But the practice is key to the performance Friday or Saturday or whenever they play. Practice. Our challenge is to practice those steps of freedom and keep practicing them to the glory of God. Let's pray. Thank you, God, that you have been unbelievably patient with us. We know we don't like being tied to the stake. We know we love the freedom that you've given us because of Christ and because of the, his shedding his blood on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for that, Father, and thank you that you give us another chance today. You give us another chance to re be redeemed. We don't want to be like the gal in the car 
that's full of anger and no self-control. But God, give us that courage to, be, to have more self-control. Thank you for this family. Thank you, God, for the word. And thank you that we get to grow up every day. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen.